everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo, and I am one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me as always is Mr. Jack Graham. How you doing today, Jack? John, I'm glad I'm doing better than you. You know, maybe <laughs> we need to rename this podcast for today. I, we, we talk some photo. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'll I, let you let, let the millions of subscribers that are listening to this um tell tell them what we're doing this is going to be a little bit different yeah it's just kind of a little little bit of a different podcast we haven't been uh available all that much over the last few weeks uh partly because both jack and i have been out teaching workshops and then i had another another once in a lifetime experience happen so i am coming to you live from the bedroom of my new three-bedroom apartment right now. Um, Your three-bedroom walk-up. My three-bedroom, third-floor, no air conditioning, just beautiful apartment. So, Well, let, let me check while we're talking here, and I'll give you the weather forecast for the next three days. That'll hey, probably make you really happy. Don't even start. Last night, I hauled up three flights of stairs, an 82-pound portable air conditioner, and put it in my window. Yeah, well, you're going to enjoy it on Friday. Yeah, it's like 104 up here. Now? No, no, no. No, it will oh. be on Friday. Well, why don't you tell everybody what happened? If you want me to, well, now you better tell them because I'll, I'll get it wrong. Sure, I, sure, sure. Folks, I got to tell you, um, if you're like, have you ever met John in a casino? Run away. <laughs> yeah, I have more Run people stepping away, away from me. So um, a little backstory, folks. About four years ago, um, I had just moved in with my now wife and my other house that I'd owned for 20 years. I was just remodeling. And the first day the painters came in the house, I get a call at 10 o'clock at night saying, uh, your house is on fire. So I go over there and basically my house burned to the ground and I spent the next year rebuilding that home to sell it. Well, five weeks ago this year here, about five weeks ago, I was over at the Oregon coast leading a workshop and it was the first night of the workshop. And my wife calls me at 10 o'clock. I was just going to bed. She calls me, which, which was fairly rare anyway. And so I got a little bit concerned and the first words out of her mouth were don't worry, everybody's okay. And let me tell you, that is the last thing that you want to hear coming from your wife. Hey, you know, I was in Rainier last week, and my wife called me, and you know what the first words out of her mouth were? Uh, the you're, dog not coming home. you're not coming home soon, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Don't believe me, those are the last words you want to hear. Yeah, that's Only too. kidding, folks. But then, like so the the story is, is basically we have, we live in a really old established neighborhood and we had these oak trees in our yard and beautiful, beautiful, magnificent oak trees. One of them, due to the extreme heat that we had during that record setting spell, one of them popped a limb and that limb came and crashed on our home. But explain how it popped a limb. It just didn't pop a limb. Well, it, ex it exploded. This tree had gas. It exploded. It's, it did. Well, so there's yeah. basically there's there's a substance well, in this tree called... One thing that John like and the trees have in common. Ethene or ethylene or something like this. There's a substance in yeah. the tree that's a, a liquid. 
And during this extreme heat and drought, it turned to gas. And that gas tried to expand. And of course, the wood and the bark kept it contained. Well, eventually the pressure got so great that it blew up. And it blew a 10,000 pound branch off the tree onto our home. And thank goodness that my sons weren't in their rooms because it punched through windows and the roof and everything else and uh, basically uh, made the home unlivable. So I, you know, finished up the workshop and ran home as fast as I could. And so we've been dealing with uh, disaster recovery uh, to, to rebuild the home. So we've been exiled from our house for the next several months. Um, TBD on when we're going to get back. Uh, ho I'm hoping by Christmas at this point. But, uh, you know, kind of the joke is it's, it's to have a disaster repair company on speed dial and be a return customer. That's a pretty unique experience. Yeah. And by the way, it's uh, tomorrow's in Portland, 98. That's yeah. Wednesday, the 11th. Thursday, the 12th, 104. Yeah. But, John, but Friday, it's only going to be 103. And Saturday, only 100. Wow, nice. All right. So, so you know, just, uh, but, you know, bear with it. You're saying in the 70s by next week, and yep. then I don't want to hear you complain anymore. No, no complaints. No complaints. So so I've None. been a little no. incapacitated over the last few weeks trying to get, uh, trying to get life in order and trying to get an office set up uh, in this apartment with my wife and two kids and a dog. And she's working too, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's working from yeah, home. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. out in the living room on a conference call. So that's why I'm relegated to the bedroom to produce this episode of We Talk Photo. Well, maybe you should go out and while well, you have this and go out and like, we can listen to what she's talking about. Yeah. Insider trade secrets. You wouldn't. Uh, uh, okay. Secret, top secret. Well, and your and your children are doing what? Uh, one of them's playing football. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah, one of them's playing football. He's a freshman going into the new new high school, and the other one is going to be a senior, still trying to get a job, and you know, hanging out. The kids are trying to adjust to this uh, new life in an apartment. And well, the good thing about that, John, from what I heard today, they won't have to go to school next year. I mean, they won't have to worry not. about doing any homework. Maybe I, I read, folks, for those of you who don't live in the Pacific Northwest, it, let me tell you, it's a unique experience. It, it's a really pretty place to live, but but there's some bizarre things going on. And so I was kidding John here a second ago about his kids son I would go to school. The, the Oregon um, legislature passed a bill that uh, it prohibits schools from requiring students to show that they could read, write, and do math at a basic high school level. <laughs> and the governor, the governor is going to sign this. So they can play football, but, you know, they're not going to have to go to school. What's That's the great. point of going to school at that point? What's, so what's going to happen? John, have you heard about this? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, you yeah. know, Jack. I, you know what, you know what, you can get me for a gift that I really want is a um, shirt that says. No, keep it, keep it clean. No, it's a, just a shirt that says "I hate people." Yeah, 
I, I'm getting such but, to the point, and maybe it's old. Maybe I'm getting old and crabby. But I tell you, between like the craziness, well, maybe it's because I hang out with you. That could be the problem. Hmm. Maybe, maybe Ooh. that's not too bad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, well, that's just a nutty thing. It, it's it's. I mean, how how? I mean, don't you know? I mean, maybe I guess with an iPhone, you don't have to count. No, nope. you know, you don't have to read. And I mean, you're not going to write anymore, are you? You're talking to the phone, it writes for you. Yeah, you really anyway, don't have to learn the states because this is not a uh, you know this this uh, this podcast is not a political event. But I just thought <laughs> since your kids are playing uh, football, yeah, they yeah. can play football and they won't have to go to school. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Any, here in the any anything new? Uh, anything new in the camera world in the photography world that well, you've think, heard of? Well. Uh, Oh, you mean from news and news and events? I don't know. I mean, anything. I mean, we have to entertain well, these people. I, know. I mean, well, by now, I hope well, you're still here. Let's kind of catch up just a little bit. I mean, besides the tree, I mean, I've been gone. Yeah. I had a great workshop over at the coast, Oregon coast, which was beautiful. Yeah. And then you and I were in the Palouse before that, and then the Olympics. And but you you just got back from Mount Rainier, didn't you? I was up at Rainier. Boy, am I glad I went when I went. A, the wildflowers are good, and B, I wouldn't want to be there this week. No way. No. And anything that's left of the wildflowers is going to be uh, baked. Melted. So spring is over, and uh, it'll go its way. And, you know, in a month from now is when you start hearing about a little snow up on the mountain. So Yeah, the three uh, weeks you know, of summer. The reality is six months from now, everybody's going to be yelling about the rain and the cold oh, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. It, it will we'll get through all of this, and you know. But I, I hear what you're saying on on all the craziness that's going on between the, you know, every day you hear a new mask thing, and then you hear a new this and a new that, and God, it's enough to just make you. Well, it is, and it, you know what got me? That's sort of related to landscape and nature photography. There was a new report that came out, a global report about the state of the environment, and. And the you know the tipping point for global warming or climate change and all that and you know that that stuff there's truth to it. I mean, no matter how much politics, and I know sometimes you and I differ a little bit, but the, the truth is, not really, no, 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 no. weather's changing, and it's it's really scary to think about. And it's you know, as somebody who celebrates landscapes and and the great outdoors and and photographs them, it's so hard for me to to publish pretty pictures but also realize that you know the devastation that's that's starting to happen um, well what i suggest you all do mm. there's a gentleman that teaches at the university of washington named cliff mass m-a-s-s -S, and he it's cliffmass.com i guess uh or just google cliff mass he does a, a podcast once a week, and he also writes a, a lot about weather. And he is a he emphatically says that there's warming going on and all of this good stuff. And he has demonstrated a lot of things that, having said that, indicate that it's not kind of you know something's changing but a lot of this is cyclical too and he did a mm -hmm. big study that said and they tore him apart in a newspaper and everything and and he's no he's no uh no right-wing guy i mean he's actually a pretty liberal guy 
and and he's a great forecaster. Um, but he actually made the comment that, you know, in the last heat wave, maybe the warming that's going on probably added a few degrees, um, not not the magnitude. And, and this is not just him saying this; he backs it up with uh, studies and everything. Just just check it out; it's pretty interesting if you like weather. Cliff Mass, especially if you hear the Northwest, yeah. he's more accurate than the weather people. But no, you're right, and and uh, you know I. There's a place I like to go up in Rainier that has a big field of wildflowers, and one of the one of my favorite shots that I I like to take. I couldn't take this year because one pine tree is dead, hmm. and I I think it's from that beetle. Um, yeah, whatever's going on up there. But a big black, a big brown pine tree in the middle of what used to, of green, what used to be pretty. You know, I don't know what's causing. You know, it, it's you know you, if you listen to too much, you're going to find out that. You know, everything is caused by this and by that and by this and by that. And I don't know. It just, it, it just gets too depressing to look at. It, it really is. It, it, <laughs> it's crazy. My, my concern is, um, you know, it's, uh, it's folks, it's about here in the Pacific Northwest. It's about, what is it, almost 2 o'clock. And uh, in an hour and a half, the Mets play Washington tonight. So that's my big concern of the day for, you, ah, for nice. all you folks who are nice. wondering what the hell I'm doing. Um you know, one of the things, John, I was going to mention, I made a few notes here so we could talk a little bit about photography. Um, did you know that Fujifilm now has licensed um, other lens makers like Sigma and Tamron and whoever to make Fujifilm X-mount lenses? I don't know if you all knew that. I just started seeing that. Yeah. But, yeah. So you know, be on the lookout. There'll probably be some pretty good glass coming down the pike and maybe the prices will be, uh, be right. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that I'd like to tell everybody and John, you and I have not even talked about this yet, but I did a one-on-one -on -one with a, 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 a great person and a really good client, a good, good, good friend, uh, Dr. Seligman from Dallas, Texas a month ago. And he showed me, the Topaz Denoise program. Mm -hmm. It's called Denoise AI. And it is unbelievable. I had no idea. I always poo pooed Topaz because of their, you know, kind of gimmicky things that they used to do. But but evidently their, their, their programs are pretty good. I'm hearing that their sharpener is real good and, and uh, some of the other things. And I, I ran, uh, I looked on Fuji Rumors yesterday, uh, or on the 9th, I think it was. Um, yeah, that would be yesterday. And they talked about the fact that there's a almost a 50% discount on that bundle of the, of the, of the denoise, the sharpener, and something else. And, and uh, I have to tell you, I am super impressed with this denoise program. Excellent, Jack. I didn't know you. I didn't know that you had tried that. But they've, you know, in the last couple of years, Topaz has really come on strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm super impressed. I was, I yeah. was just sort of eyeing that bundle to to maybe take advantage of it. Well, I think I might take advantage. I have the Denoise. I bought that already. But even at, I think it's 140 bucks or something. Even that for the other two programs, I, I'm told the sharpener is really, really good. Mm -hmm. And um, and then the the gigapixel, I think that's that's the enhancing program, isn't it? That's the that's their answer to the um, 
uh, the on one uh, program, whatever it's called. Yeah. I'm hearing both those programs are fantastic. And if I can get the other two, I get all three, but I have one already. Even at $149, $70 a piece, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. So. There's a lot of logic. And, you know, that whole AI, you know, AI has taken over sort of everything, but they're really making great strides in, in sort of this machine learning to, to really yeah. um, craft and, and enhance these photographs in a, yeah, good, and I'm, in a good neither, way. Neither you and I, do no topaz at all. We're not on any kind of any kind of affiliate program with them or anything. Right. I, I don't have a discount code. Maybe somebody else does. I don't know. I, we don't have it, so we're, we we don't have a dog in a hunt here. And I, I would really recommend it. I really would. I, I was super impressed with it. That's and great. You, you know, it takes a lot for me to get off. Uh, you know, the Nick and mm-hmm. the Luminar, and uh, of course the Adobe programs, which are still the Still the, um, you know, still the main, the best, main deal yeah, here, kind of there. but, but um, you know, and I, I still run into people who are using uh, Capture One if they're Fuji photographers, and I hear that it's a great program. I, I have to, I think in next winter when I get settled, which we'll talk about at a later date, uh, I'm going to learn Capture One. I, it looks like a pretty interesting program. It does. It, I know there's there's a learning curve. I've played around with it, and there's a there's a definite learning curve to it. And it yeah, it'd be worth doing for sure. Anyhow, so I've been <clears throat> flying my drone like crazy. Yeah, how's that going? So it. for those that don't know, Jack bought a new drone uh, or got a new. Was my good, wife bought me a wife new bought one. Um, yeah. And has been really learning to fly and photograph with it. So you know, what's that, how's that been for you? Well, you know, I'm I'm practicing. I'm, I think I'm to the point that I'm not nervous about going wherever I go, and I'm learning to, you know, to to to, to go in reverse out of the box to add a little drama and spin around and go up and down and fly closer to things and all sorts of stuff. So, I'm amazed at the technology that's in these hmm. things and the and the ama- and and you know, it's a 12 megapixel camera in there, which is just amazing so having yeah. fun with that and and um, you and, know and just uh, like in still photography right it's going slow and being smooth and it like is thinking about what you're doing before you execute something and planning your shots before yeah, you actually fly them and, yeah until uh, the battery hits 20 percent. yeah exactly <laughs> in fact i actually put up on my uh on my uh gallery site on my website now i have a I have a aerial uh, uh, area for some of the aerial images that I've uh, played around with. So it's it's just a lot of fun. If you haven't done that before, folks, it's uh, just be careful where you fly, how you fly, do the right thing. And, you know, I have to tell you that as much as I would have loved to have flown in Rainier, I mean, I really would have. You're not allowed to fly in the national parks. Right. And I think you and I were once on the beach, I don't know if it was Ruby or one of the beaches in Olympic, and some guy was flying a drone around. I just remember how bugged I got, so I don't want to bug other mm-hmm. people. I kind of treat the drone the way I'd want to be treated. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of the same way for our photography as well. And is, think but... about the other folks that are around. You know what what I appreciate about drones or any other like picking up a new style of photography it's just it helps 
reinvigorate your creative juices for doing the things like your core, like for you and I, our core is landscape and nature, but doing aerial, doing astro, doing macro, some of those things, you know, it just helps reinvigorate us for our main body of work that we do. So, yeah, I love photographing from the air. Always have. Uh, And then I had a laugh, you know. So for those of you who know me, know I've had this tripod my really rice stuff tripod <laughs> for like 13 years. One of the first ones they ever sold. And um, the two of the legs fell out about four or five years ago. So I put them back together with JB Weld. And then one of them fell out in Olympic um, yep. when I was up there in the spring. And I actually thought about buying a new tripod. So I called really right stuff up and said, I want to buy a new tripod. And they said, well, that's great. And we'll love to take your money, but we don't have any. And like everything else that's going on these days, they're back-ordered like crazy. And they're not alone. I mean, it's everybody's going crazy. But I have, to, I, have to, I have to look at this. In August 10th in DP Review, they did an in-depth tripod review on their, their version of what I have that I can't get. And, it, you know, they didn't really have any time. They said they'd have them. They said I was on a list and I was number 10. So I thought it's interesting that they did this review of this tripod and you can't get them. So people yeah. are going to read this and now there'll be a million people. Wanting uh, that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But what's funny, they, they did just test this tripod and they did vibration things and they have graphs and all this baloney. And God, I mean, it's a tripod. You know, I mean, it's a great tripod, but it's a tripod. But I have to tell you, they're they're getting some competition these days. Um, our friends over at uh, Colorado Tripod, which is a yep. not a division, it's a separate company, but it's owned by the people who own Breakthrough, make a great tripod. I'm actually testing, and I and I'm going to do a video on their on their new ball head, um, which I'm. I didn't, you know, I looked at it and I said, I'm not going to like this. And I really like it, but that's for a later date. Um, so all these companies that have been on the top of the mountain, they're all getting competition these days. And none of them are delivering because of COVID. Supply chain. Yep. Supposedly. But, you know, so taking that and twisting it a little bit, I was just reading an article uh, recently that uh, Canon, Sony, and Fujifilm, their market shares and their their units went up, which is great. So for 20, really? for 2020, yeah, Canon was up 2.5%, Sony almost 2%, and Fuji was up almost 1%. How could that be? I don't know. Nikon and Panasonic were down, but uh, it was nice to see a little increase. Wow. That's amazing. I, I can't I, – I, I, I mean – I know that um, Fujifilm has gotten their their uh, their site that we Fujifilm ex photographers buy from. We we can't buy anything because they don't have anything. It's 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 really horrible, um, and they're not alone. I think everybody is uh, every bit everybody is in in uh, in in the same thing. And I will tell you, I've heard a couple stories about people uh, buying equipment from uh, some dealers. I'm not going to mention who they are, but you, you all know who they are. And they got them home, and they turned out to be gray market products. So be oh. careful on what 
you're doing these days because the American uh, divisions don't honor gray market prom products in terms of yeah. repair and warranty. So be careful. There's a lot of weird stuff going on uh, these days. Be careful who you buy from, I guess. It's always better, always better to buy from the independents if you can do it. Yeah, for sure. Business. For sure. You know what, what I was going to say? I was just thinking about, you know, the impacts of COVID and everything else on our industry. And, and uh, what it has, though, created was a was a whole lot of money in people's hands that they aren't spending or they hadn't spent through 2020. Really? And are now you, itch, how about you? I, spend I, I don't have any money in my hand. Do you? Well, no, but I spent less. But uh, so as an example, right, I did a I did an art show in July. It's I do it every year. And and uh, we over doubled our sales over the over the record high that we'd ever done in the previous 15 years. And it was this pent up demand to go out and spend money and buy stuff. People weren't going out. And uh, it was just it, and there was one other example that just escaped my head of just massive increase in sales for people that can actually get stuff because you know folks didn't go on vacations folks didn't do much and so there's a lot of money to be had by manufacturers or artists to or sell, workshop sell leaders some stuff or workshop leaders you bet <laughs> <laughs> plug plug yeah well, wow. so kind of speaking of that, what do you, what what workshops you have coming up for the rest of the year? Let's see. Well, you know, other than one on ones, I'm here until uh, September twenty, I think the twenty third, and I go to Madeline Island. For those of you who don't know, it's an island in the Apostle Islands in Lake Superior, Northern Wisconsin. You fly into Duluth. And I'm teaching a five-day class there. I'll wow. tell you, there are some openings. I was just talking to them yesterday, and there's a couple of seats open. I think it runs at about eleven ninety-five, and you get a meal plan. And then it's a beautiful place. And uh, if those of you who live in the Midwest or want to see something that is extremely different, will be it's it's a little it's a short drive and a little bit of a ferry ride, a couple of minutes over to the island um, from Duluth. It's not far at all. And uh, the facilities are amazing, and the people are great, and the location so, is So you amazing. actually stay, the, cool. you oh, actually yeah, stay we, on campus there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They have cab, beautiful cabins. And, uh, you know, that's fall color time up there. It's, it's late September, early October. So we'll be there the 27th, October 1st. Uh, you can find the information on my website or go to Madeline Island School of the Arts, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E, -E, Island School of the Arts. Let's see. And then uh, the week after that, I'll be in the UP in Michigan. We're pretty much filled on that. Uh, I think we might have one spot left, but I, it's it's. I'm not even sure about that. Um, we'll be at the UP in Michigan. I'll be with Bill Fortney. And then we have a week off, and then we'll be in northern Ohio. We do a little bit in, in and around the Cuyahoga National Park. And, again, it's a little well-kept secret. It's almost like Vermont 
when that color goes there. And the cool thing about that is we spend one day down in the Amish, and I know an Amish family there very well, and we actually get access to their barn and their property, so it's kind of cool. And then after that, uh, we'll be in the Smokies. Then I'm November 1st. I'm home for a week, and then I'll be up for my uh, – turn, it's turning out to be an annual monochrome uh, class on Whidbey Island at the Pacific Northwest Art School. It's similar to Madeline Island, great facilities – Great people and amazing amount of subject matter. Mm-hmm. And this we've done every I've done every year now for about three or four years, and it's always yeah. been filled. And I've been with you a few times on that one. Yeah, I remember you were there. I know last yeah. year, year before. It's been great, and uh, so we're going to do that again. And then that is it for the year. I know you're going to the Tetons. And yeah, well, I'm going to the part. next week or Sunday. I'm leaving for the Palouse. I've got a one-on-one, and then I've got a workshop. Uh, to go do the fall har- or the harvest in the Palouse, which will be good. Thankfully, oh, the, cools off. yeah, thankfully the weather's going to cool off. It's looking like we're going to have some great conditions. And then, uh, you know, then it's dahlia season for me here in the Portland area. So I've got a little bit of dahlia work to do. And then off to the Tetons in first week of December. Still got a couple of seats there. And then, uh, Looking forward and hoping for Iceland in January coming there. I still got a couple of seats left in that one as well. Well, that's a good thing. And I will be taking both of those events off this year. Um, But uh, you're in good hands with Mr. Pedersen there. You know, I still keep calling you Pedersen. Yeah. Why do I do? Because you spell it that way. Yeah. It's it's 99% of the world says Pedersen for that. Yeah, well. The famous bassist, jazz bassist, formerly alive, named Niels Orsted Henning Pedersen. I've said that for years. You know, we do photo workshops. I tell everybody we're carpooling. <laughs> and I can't say car, carpool because I had a – it was a dear – a good friend that was a great trumpet uh, player, one of the most in band players in New York when I was there, named Carl Poole, and I can't say carpool. Anyhow, um, you know, so, John, you're going to be busy, and once September comes along, I'm busy now, once September comes along, it's all a gun-ho till the end of the year, which yeah. is a good thing. Busy, busy. That's, that's good. That's that's why we uh, that's why we do what we do, you yeah. know, and it's all good, and plus it'll get you out of your beautiful, luxurious uh, three-bedroom apartment up there. I wouldn't want to... <laughs> overlooking I'm, i know it's like a penthouse thing you know yeah, so it's uh, hey you know thank goodness for insurance the, you know these are all first world problems we have a place to live insurance is paying for this um we're gonna have a beautiful home when we're done because we're doing some upgrades and getting some things fixed we always wanted to get fixed so you know first world problems for sure um oh the the other psa i will give to everybody out there Look at your home insurance policy and double it. Whatever you have, double it. Because we all have a limit on how much we're covered for. And in these markets like we have in the Northwest where we have scarce materials, it's driving the price up, and labor shortages, which is driving the price up, guess what? Everything is far more expensive to do today than it was under a standard rate adjusted insurance policy 
and I learned this with the fire and I'm learning it now uh, to hello Jack well now I'm on my laptop <laughs> sorry we had just a little bit of technical thing but I was given my PSA on insurance and why people... are, we, are we still recording oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we our power went out. Wow, you got you see shortages of power now. So, double your insurance policies. Well, That's all I'm going to well, say. You know what? It just came back on, but I'm going to stay here. I'm on a laptop now, and I'm using my Jetpack for uh, Verizon Jetpack for internet here so if i lose you that's what the deal is i tell you with with the environment with covid we all need to have our disaster plan ah, in place please. come on i, ha I have my disaster plan go buy a generator get some mres in the basement you're gonna be uh, good to go jack i'm just gonna buy the biggest megapixel camera i can and crop that's all there I'm you go cropping yeah anyhow i'm sorry yeah. to interrupt john where no, no, no. where were you at nature nature cold <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's you you gotta wonder so even up in the northwest we never have brownouts i know in other parts of the country like especially california they have brownouts just from power can you shortages. say that now can you say brownouts? brown yeah i think that's still okay. a good word uh, you never know well Let's let us ahead. know if it's not people uh, help me to go sure. yeah, yeah yeah but you know we're starting to really you know stress our our grids up here too so it'll be it'll be interesting to see so speaking of photography-related things, Jack, I know you're not a huge Twitter person. I am not a social media person anymore, yeah, period. Which is good. Um, too much hate. But um, there's a lot of – so there's a, a really vibrant photographic community on Twitter, which is great. Everybody's kind of uh, moving away from Instagram and over to Twitter. And, and, uh, and if you follow Twitter as a photographer, you'll see that there's this thing – called nfts or digital art sales you know and we've i think jack you and i've talked a little bit about how you know physical art there's really no sales compared to what it used to be there's still a few people that buy art but there's not a lot of it but now there's digital art where you can buy a digital version of an image and it could be one of one or one of ten you know that they sell <laughs> But it's but it's this digital I gotta thing, get and, out of here. and it's quite a thing. Oh, I, I'm still trying to. I, I, this is all part of the whole crypto world, and and you know, phony currency, not phony. You pay but, with Bitcoin. Oh yeah, yep, 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 or Ethereum, that kind of stuff. I don't know anything about this. I'm, I feel like an old luddite when it sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, but. But people are buying digital art now, where you can have a JPEG of this picture that you bought. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. yep. Digital art. But I, I'm. Where have I been? I don't know. You've been off social media. Digital but it, art. But it's quite the thing. And then there's, you know, to tie it back into the environment. There's this raging thing around, uh, you know, the whole cryptocurrency and how excessive it has an excessive use of energy and how it's destroying the environment or excessive use of excessive pollution for the environment. And so us as nature photographers selling crypto art that's mined in a very wasteful way. Um, it's an interesting conversation. Well, I guess I, I'm not going to worry about it. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I got enough. 
I gotta, I gotta get through this week, and that's gonna be, uh, that's what I kind of worry about. So people are, so are they. Let me go back. You have a, you have a picture of uh, Mount Hood. Yep. And so you can sell that as digital art. Yes. Yep. You can sell it for you know some value. It's a fraction of a of a digital currency. And somebody with a digital wallet can go onto this marketplace and buy it and give you, you give them the JPEG and they give you the digital currency. Wow. So they buy the JPEG and then they own the JPEG. You don't own the JPEG anymore. That's what I understand. And what do they do with it? I don't know. Sits on their computer. Gets lost when their hard drive crashes. Well, folks, if you go to my website, you could probably steal photographs. Yeah. They're not going to be very big, but they're digital art. Yeah, you can put them on your phone as a backdrop. I've done that. I've stole your pictures. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's okay. <laughs> digital art. I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I get, I, I, well, whatever. If, uh, you know, we had, we had a guest, uh, Matt Payne, who runs a great, uh, podcast himself. He does. He had Alex Noriega and um, uh, I think Nigel Danson on, um, and one other person where they were talking about this subject because it's quite a polarizing subject now in the in the photo community. And if you guys want, um, I'll put a link to it on the show notes. But it might be worth a listen if you're curious about these uh, NFTs and landscape photography. Yeah, it's a brave new world, Jack. Okay, I'll, I'll buy. I, I I don't think I'll have to worry about it, but you yeah. know, oh well. I mean, if you don't have to know how to read, write, and spell in school anymore, I guess digital art might be the next 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 thing. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, anyhow, um, you know, I, we I, again, folks, I, I, we apologize. We we actually have we could tease who we have coming up. We we're trying to get um, Kevin McNeil. We ran into Kevin. Uh, I've known for a long time up yeah. in Olympic a few uh, weeks ago, and his schedule and our schedule just haven't haven't mixed. But we're going to be recording Kevin here as soon as we can, and then. Uh, you know, um, I was talking with uh, my good friend, Colleen Minnick, and uh, we're going to try to get her back on. We've had her on before, but every time I talk to Colleen, she's floating down the Colorado River with a bunch of people. And that's uh, that's a tough, uh, a tough place to record a podcast when you're <laughs> yeah. on a boat in the Colorado River. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, folks, we just wanted to keep you up to date on the fact that we're still alive. Poor John is struggling in his in his penthouse overlooking the Willamette on the 95th floor uh, and whining. Poor John. Yes, um, and what have you. So, you know, with that, I, I guess, I, it, it, should we keep but vamping till ready? No. Music business, when you played the circus while they were changing acts, you played the four bars of music, and they called it Vamp Till Ready, and I, I don't want to keep doing that. Oh, no, no, no. They're probably waiting for the next photographer. No, the only other piece of news, folks, um, I, if I can find the link, I'll put it in the show notes, is there was a great interview with our good friend Guy Tall 
from a gentleman named Brooks Jensen who runs Lenswork Magazine. He he and Guy sat down for a great video conversation. Um, and it was a really wonderful conversation. So, um, you know, if you're interested in Guy, it's worth seeking out and watching it. It gives you more insight into how he creates his art and his new book that just came out uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think. Mm, that's a good book. I, I, we've had it longer than that, but I, yeah. you, you ought to get it. And Guy writes the uh, an editorial in Lens Work. You know, I, I don't get a lot of magazines anymore. I don't think you do either, no. John. And the three magazines that I read, um, those of you might want to take this for what it's worth, I only read three magazines. I read a few things online, but I, I like to look at pictures in print. Um, rather than on a screen, and Lenswork is a, a great little magazine. I, it's it comes out a few times a year, and it's really well done. And it's a it's geared toward, you know, art, not just, you know, go to this location and stand here and yeah. do this. Um, it's a great magazine. Great. Uh, Brooks Jensen does a great job, and I tell you what, I, I I should call him. Maybe we should get him on one of these that days. Would be fun. Um, guy writes the uh, an, an editorial in, in every issue. The other one I read is On Landscape. It's a online yep. um, British publication, uh, and they do a great job uh, as well. I like articles that have more words than pictures and they're very selective on who they pick to write their articles and they uh, have got got I mean years of past articles that if you subscribe uh you can go back and read and they're all good. And then of course our friend Dimitri with uh with the Landscape Photography magazine. Um those are the three I I I uh I I read. I don't read any more than that and that in and of itself is enough. Um, but on landscape, landscape photography magazine, and lens work. John, do you read anything other than those? No, yeah, those are you... my three. Um, so really, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't read wow. on one as much as I used to, but uh, definitely LPM and lens work. Uh, but can you read, my son? I don't know, John. Can Sorry, you, uh, that, that's an old <clears throat> Trailer Park Boys reference. So, <laughs> yeah, we for those that go know there. us, well, you don't want to go there. Anyway, All right, folks. folks, that is the deal. Um, and if, again, we have more podcasts coming up here in the next couple of weeks, and I hope uh, in some small way uh, we entertain you. And just remember, I could have told jokes, and we didn't do that. So, I, that's a small. <laughs> a small bit of solace here and remember though if anything happens and you need an excuse just say covid yep and you've got the excuse gasoline i just paid 4.14 a gallon for middle grade gasoline thank you to our lovely government that i paid 429 what are you talking about yeah well that's oh. that's because you live down in portlandia and it's going to also it goes with the temperature folks we'll talk to you later it's been real john let you go all right folks we'll see you um again we talk photo uh, at gmail.com if you have any questions comments criticisms jokes or funny anecdotes yeah otherwise and 
check our websites because all our 2022 workshops are ready for registration and what have you. Yep. So, indeed. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. Bye.